We can always be better. But go easy on yourself. Give yourself some grace. It's really hard to say goodbye. This is the Limitless Podcast. Welcome to Limitless, the podcast designed to help you break through your self-imposed limits. My name is Alex. I believe the biggest limits we face are the ones we create. Fears, doubts, procrastination, overthinking, anxiety. I want to help you break through your self-imposed limits. Live the life you've dreamed of, you've imagined better finances, better relationships, better connections, more happiness, more joy, more fulfillment. Two quick announcements before we get started with today's episode. We're talking about saying goodbye. I have a new book out. It's called Hiking the Timberline Trail, the story of an epic American backpacking trip. It covers a four-day trip I took around Mount Hood, Oregon, the famous volcano. The trail circles the volcano in 42 miles. It took us three and a half days to get around it. I also sprinkle the book with stories from other hikes and other mountains and lessons that I think you can apply to your life. Whether you like to hike or not, check it out. It's on Amazon, Hiking the Timberline Trail. Just search my name, A-L-E-X-T-H-E-I-S, Alex Tice. You can also get a personalized copy if you prefer. For just a little bit more, shipping is free. If you go to etsy.com, E-T-S-Y.com, and just type in my name or type in Timberline Trail, you will find that book. The second announcement is I have another podcast. If you're interested in growing your relationship, your spiritual relationship, your spirituality, your connection with the Bible, learning from the Bible, I have a second podcast where that's where we focus on. It's called Turning Water into Wine, available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Today, we're talking about saying goodbye. Recently, I have a family member who is slowly passing. My two sons in the military, I was very fortunate they got to come home over the last couple months and say goodbye to this family member who they love dearly. And this family member loves them dearly. The other day, my second son was in town and he was on his way to go see this relative. And I had no advice for him because I've never been in a situation in my entire life when I knew somebody was going to pass and I got to say goodbye. The people who have passed away in my life were all surprises or happened quickly and didn't get to say goodbye. Even my grandparents who passed in old age weren't in a situation where we knew they were going to pass, so I didn't get to say goodbye. And as I was thinking about my son visiting this relative and saying goodbye, how hard that was going to be, my mind went back to December 21st, 1994. I was 21 years old. I had just turned 21 a month before. It was a Wednesday night. The day before, my maternal grandmother, who was 69 years old, had a mild heart attack. It was in the hospital for observation for a few days before Christmas. Now, my mother's side of the family had a very large Christmas gathering every year, a very large Christmas party. Most of the family lived in the Phoenix area, those that lived outside would come into town. And I believe it was planned for Christmas Eve that year, December 24th. And my grandmother was supposed to be out of the hospital by then. She was supposed to be out of the hospital by the 22nd or 23rd. 
just a mild heart attack. Everything looked fine. They were just keeping her for observation. And as a 21-year-old on a Wednesday night, I don't know why, but something sparked me to take the 30-minute drive to the hospital where my grandmother was at just to stop in and say hi. A million other things I could have been doing that night as a 21-year-old. And my grandmother would be home in a couple days and I would see her on Christmas Eve. But I just wanted to see her. Something, I don't know why. I decided to go see her. Felt this need. And I visited with her December 21st on a Wednesday night, 1994. I brought her a little Christmas tree. A little tiny Christmas tree I got at the grocery store on the way to the hospital. It had little tiny Christmas bulbs on it. Decorated. It probably cost $9, maybe less. And I brought it to her and she was so excited to see me. She was so grateful for the little Christmas tree that I put by her bed. And as she looked at the Christmas tree, she started to cry. And she held my hand and she told me how glad she was to see me again and how grateful she was that I stopped by. And she said, Almost nobody's been here to see me, Alex. You made the effort, and I'm so grateful. And I said, well, Grandma, you're going to be out of the hospital tomorrow or the next day, and it's Christmas, and everyone's going to see your Christmas. Everything's going to be great. She said, I know, but it'd be really nice to see somebody. It's really hard to be in here all by myself. Then the conversation got lighter. She asked me about playing hockey and told me she was looking forward to coming to one of my hockey games. She had never seen me play hockey. We made small talk. I didn't stay long. I gave my grandmother a hug and left and told her I would see her soon. The next evening, I got home on a Thursday night. I was out. I believe I was at my girlfriend's house, who's now my wife. And I got home kind of late, and the lights were on. Well, this, this isn't a good thing wondered what I did wrong. And as I stepped in, my parents told me, still with my parents at the time, they told me that my grandmother had suddenly passed away on the 22nd. That as they were running some tests, she had a massive heart attack and there was nothing they could do and she passed away, stunningly, surprisingly. Thinking about that and that visit I had with her and all the guilt that was riddled and our family from people who had the opportunity to go see her, but didn't because they expected her to be out and see her for Christmas. And certainly guilt doesn't serve us. I was thinking about my sons visiting this family member who they love so much, so hard to say goodbye. I was thinking about the time we have with each other, with our family members, with our connections. And you just don't know. Thinking about all this, How does this make us limitless? What can we take away from this that will help us in this life we have where tomorrow isn't promised? I think back about December 21st, 1994, and I don't know why I got the urge to go see my grandmother on that evening, but I'm so glad I did. And even though I didn't get to really tell her goodbye, it was almost like I did. I was very much at peace after she passed. I mean, I was upset, but I was at peace that I got to spend that time with her. Later on, 
Earlier in 1995, a few months after my grandmother passed, every game I played, I thought about her before I played. Imagine her in the stands. And as we won the championship the next season, it was late in the game when I could almost see her in the stands. I knew how proud she'd be and how happy she'd be to see me. What can we take away from this experience? My son saying goodbye, this experience back in 1994, so many years ago. How many years ago is that? Almost 30 years ago. What can help you and me? First, cherish the time you have, every time you have with somebody, because it could be the last. And I don't want you to dwell on that and think this could be the last time I see this person, especially if they're healthy. You don't expect these things, but cherish that time. Put away the phone. Look them in the eyes. Enjoy their company. Ask questions. Listen. Be present. Next, make sure you're loving life, enjoying life. So many challenges, with whether it's the economy and politics and news, neighbors, bad people, difficult people, inflation, gas prices. There's bad news everywhere. But life is good. We should enjoy it while we're here. In slow time, have new experiences, learn new things, embrace life while we still have it. Next, reach out more often. Our phones are full of people that we haven't talked to, that we care about or love or are interested in. And we wait until we see them on Facebook post something about their child's graduation or something going on in their life. But we can be proactive. I bet you could find three or four or five people today on your phone that you could reach out to and just send a text that says, hey, I was thinking about you. I love you. Hey, how's everything going? I was thinking about you today. Hey, I saw you post this. How did it go? Reach out more often. Connections at the end of our lives are what make it fulfilled. Next, make the effort even when it's inconvenient. Whatever that means to you. December 21st, 1994, there's nothing convenient about driving into downtown Phoenix to go to a hospital as a 21-year-old. But that look on my grandma's face of gratitude, being so glad to see me, was worth it. Make the effort when it's inconvenient. One of the lessons I've learned from hanging around with successful people is that they do the things they know they need to do even when they don't feel like it. I don't know what that is for you, but we all have something in our lives we know we need to do. We don't really feel like it. We just need to do it, even when it's inconvenient. Another lesson is to give people grace and space, especially when they're under stress or grief or change. We all handle great grief and stress and change differently. Some of us are good at it. Some of us keep our emotions bottled up. Some of us aren't good at it. We handle it differently. And as I watch this relative pass away, I see this play out in the family, people who are handling it well, people who are struggling, people who are suppressing and are going to get hit with a, a bomb later. I see people who are not handling it well and taking it out and lashing out. Give people grace, especially when they're under stress grief and change. It's hard. No excuse to be a, a bad person or to lash out. But give people grace where they need it. You'll be glad you did. Forgive yourself when you make mistakes. 
Forgive others when they make mistakes. Forgiveness is transformative. And lastly, we can always be better. But beating yourself up won't get you anywhere. Go easy on yourself. Give yourself some grace. Be better, of course. There's nothing wrong with saying, what could I do better if this situation happens again? But we don't want to replay a situation over and over. And I had relatives back in 1994 who replayed that situation over and over. They wished they had gone to see my grandmother. And it's a tough lesson to learn. But they're not going to get ahead in life. They're not going to feel better. They're not going to move on if they live in the past and beat themselves up. And many of them did for years, causing even more grief. We can always be better, but go easy on yourself and give yourself some grace. Love, live, laugh. Enjoy the connections in your life. My friends, connections are what life is about. Experiences, connections, slowing time. It's hard to say goodbye. I hope some of this has helped you today and maybe made you reminisce or think about the people in your life, the people you love and care about, to nurture those relationships, to reach out more often, to enjoy and cherish the time with them and make the effort. So It's so convenient and comfortable to just sit on our phones and not make the effort. What do you need to do today? Maybe you don't feel like, or maybe it's hard, maybe it's uncomfortable, but you know it's going to help you or you'll feel better afterwards. My friends, I hope some of these lessons helped you today. And I want to remind you that I love you and you can do anything you set your mind to because you are limitless. 